When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, so obviously you guys know how I feel about abortion rights access and reproductive care. I gave away two months worth of Patreon funds to various abortion access networks around the United States. And I feel very, very strongly about that. That being said, it is astounding that this 50-year-old book is more liberal than most books kids are allowed to read today. Greetings, Attic Wives and Lit Witches, and welcome to Fuckboys of Literature. I am your host, Emily Edwards. The last time I read this book was for someone else's podcast. At the very beginning of my FBOL career, I was guesting on SSR, another show you should totally be listening to, and Allie and I had a great talk. But that was so many years ago, before the headlines of attacking books and book bans and abortion access and everything under Trump came to an absolute fruition. It's been too much. But today's show really revels in what was and what could have been. And isn't that what YA literature is all about? All right, everyone with me today is a voice you will obviously recognize because I've had her on how many times because I love talking to her more than possibly anybody else I've ever met through the internet. Lauren, how the hell are you? I'm good, Emily. I love you too. Hi. Every time I see your face, I'm just like, oh, good. Here's my friend Lauren and we're going to talk about stuff and it makes me so happy. And what a book we have for you today. What a book. (laughs) (laughs) When did you first read this? Oh my God. Okay. So um, for people who haven't listened to my loud Midwestern voice on this podcast before, um, (laughs) I grew up in uh, the Midwest in a small town and I went to Catholic school. So um, that explained, that says a lot of things. Um, (laughs) And so the first time I became acquainted with Judy Bloom's Forever was in seventh or eighth grade, probably. Now, I do not know if this was from our Catholic school library, which, by the way, had Bridge to Terabithia. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> and I don't know if it was from our school library or somebody just had it, but it was the cover. It was a white cover with like a like kind of like a cameo locket on the front. Yes. Like a, it had like a girl's profile and mm-hmm. it said something like a moving story about the end of innocence. And you know, of course, <laughs> and you're like, must devour it now. 12 year old girls. We are all like, what is this? So it got passed around. Um, I don't think I ever took it home because my mother would find it and probably like get very mad at me. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't read it all the way through because it was getting passed around, but I distinctly remember the part with Ralph. 
Yeah. Oh, Ralph. Ralph, uh, which is what uh, Michael, the male love interest, nicknames his penis. I feel like everyone knows about Ralph oh, by this point. Ralph. It, it, <laughs> if you say forever, sometimes people will be like, what? And you go, Ralph. And they're like, oh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh. Poor Judy Bloom is Poor going Judy. to go to her grave, oh. hopefully in the distant future. Hopefully. Being known for Ralph. Oh, yeah. she. I was going to say, like, I, I don't know, like – she should probably have it on her tombstone, like Fudge and Ralph. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So that was my first encounter with Forever, and I kind of like forgot about it. Went on with my life. Well, when I was a junior in high school and I had just turned sixteen, I started dating my now ex, who I was with for way too long. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I. I had started dating him and I was in Catholic school. I had gotten like very basic sex ed, which honestly is more than a lot of Catholic schools did. So yeah, seriously. But it, you know, it was like most sex ed, it was very like mechanical. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, this goes in here. Like, yes. And then you get pregnant and you die. And then it's like, you die. Okay. Yeah. Um, so don't do it. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I think I was at the mall with my family and I bought the book because I was like, oh my God, I remember Ralph and the handjob chapter. Exactly. And it was kind of like, and I don't know if like, you know, subconsciously I was like, oh, I have a boyfriend now. Um, but I read it and I was like, I mean, I remember sitting cause I wasn't, I didn't drive until like later in my junior year. Um, but I remember sitting in the back seat of my mom's car and just being like, oh shit, oh sh- oh, oh my God. They said they were dumb, like a lot. <laughs> exactly. And it was like, but you know, it was also, you know, and I'm sure we'll get into this, like this book has a lot of good things about it. And the good thing for me was like, oh, this girl has desires. This mm-hmm. girl has orgasms. Yeah it's all okay. Like it's normal. And like that sure as fuck is not the message you get in Catholicism. No, Um, no. And you know, the thing is my boyfriend, he went to Catholic school too. He went to a different one. Um, so we were both mixers for some reason, like, well, okay. We met doing outdoor theater. Yeah. I'm sure I I was going to say, okay, cool. Very surprised. We met doing theater. Um, (laughs) <laughs> I was like, that explains that. that okay, okay. That. Yeah. Um, a lot of this, his Catholic school had a really good like music and theater program and I was incredibly jealous. So like I did this show like in that town in Springfield, the state capital. And so like a lot of, a lot of them would do shows there during the summer. So gotcha. like, I met a lot of people my age and a lot of like Catholic kids my age, but like they went to like the school with the really good theater program. Gotcha. Um, and so, yeah, that's how I met him. But like, we were both like Catholic kids, like our first, like we got very serious very fast. And so it was just kind of like, yeah, we didn't have sex till like much later again, Catholicism, but I remember it being like kind of an educational read where it was just like, Oh wait, like, fooling around is okay and like it's normal and like you know it's normal to like have Mm -hmm. these feelings and like be in love and like I will always love Judy Bloom for just treating that as just she's very straightforward and also like 
takes it seriously, which I think, I think a lot of books yeah. today are lacking in, and not just with young, with like young adult characters either. I think with adult characters, like it's just very like simple and like, this is a thing that happens. And I will mm-hmm. always just, I mean, you know, she's Judy Bloom. She's the goat and she's, I exactly. Also, yeah. I also recently reread Summer Sisters, which is for an adult audience. And again, it's just very like her writing is just very, it's just very simple and straightforward. And like, these are the feelings, these are the circumstances. And it's like, oh man, like, I think, I mean, I know she has influenced me as, as a writer and I think she has influenced so many as a writer. Yeah. I feel like so many people expect love stories and romance stories to be complicated and for there to be insurmountable hurdles. Mm -hmm. And like in order to prove that you actually love someone, you have to like practically climb Mount Everest and beat to death their abusive father and stuff like that. And you're just like, oh my God, sometimes you just meet people and you like them a lot and it's fine. Like that is like love stories. Sometimes there's no drama. There's no chaos. There's just, you meet a boy at a New Year's Eve party and he's really cute and you figured why not? Like- yeah that's all it takes sometimes Literally, that's what happens and like yeah I just I I just really really like that like and you know in some ways when I was reading it as a 16 year old like that mirrored my own experience it was like I met a boy doing a play and I really really liked mm-hmm. him and like he really liked me and just kind of went from there and yeah it's just kind of like I don't know. I'm I'm on a bit of a break from reading like adult rom-coms right now. Nothing wrong with them, but I think I am a little bit kind of over like all of the circumstances and obstacles yeah. and gestures. Yeah. And it's just well, okay. I think they just really mess up your expectations of what love is supposed to be. And like there's just something about like I was reading a Hello Poppy like um advice column the other day and it was this woman who was like I came out as a lesbian like later on in life and I just broke up with my first girlfriend and how do I know that I didn't just like lose the love of my life and he was just kind of like I'm gonna let you in on a secret like there are many loves of your life and sometimes you do break up with someone and you lose them and you realize that like oh you really could have spent the rest of your life with them but like that's just a that's just living and like having these grandiose like how do I know you're my soulmate moments those don't really happen all the time yeah it's like um oh yeah that's what I was gonna say like and I think Judy Bloom does that so well in the book too like yeah they don't I I mean it's not this is not technically a romance because they don't they're not together at the end and it's, it's yeah fine it's normal it's like she doesn't regret it but she doesn't regret like the breakup either it's like they're gonna move on with their lives and she, he'll always yeah. be her first and her first love and like I don't know I just the ending because I've, I've read I've reread this several times over the years and just the ending always gets to me I'm like this just feels so real. Like, especially when you're that. Yeah. Yeah. I love that Judy Bloom so purposefully gives Kat a happily ever after that is just self-contained within herself Mm -hmm. and that it doesn't require 
the presence of a dude in her life, even though she has another boyfriend kind of at the time, she's not going, I'm happily ever after because I'm going to be with you forever. She's just like, I'm happy because I made good decisions that were good for myself. And so I'm content with my decisions as a, as a person. And it's like, yeah, that's a plus writing right there. Judy Bloom dynamite. She is such, Catherine is such a good protagonist. Like she's just this very, Mm emotionally intelligent like mature like reasonable like reasonably mature like realistically 18 years old but like she's you know yeah she's just got a very you know to sound cliche she's got a very good head on her shoulders like she gets along with her family which is like something I always forget about I really love like I was gonna say lovely like her little sister is a really nice kid like and like she gets along with her for the time, which that was not the situation. My uh, my favorite relationship is her grandparents. Oh, her grandparents are wonderful. Like her grandfather is just the sweetest man. Like when he says, you know, to me, Catherine always glows. I'm like, I was reading it last night. Like, oh my god, like I'm I'm gonna cry. Like this is lovely. Like, and then her her grandma's this fucking feminist force of nature who's like you sleeping with him yet (laughs) it's like grandma but also i love it i love i love like a sassy loudmouth grandma character and she is like prototypical like sassy loudmouth grandma character and she's just like what if i told you about planned parenthood i cut them checks all the time fucking love that can we also talk about, you know, Planned Parenthood and the wonderful representation Planned Parenthood <laughs> gets in this book? Like, oh, oh. It's so, so beautiful. And the best part is, is Judy Bloom knew exactly what the fuck she was doing when she put them in there. <laughs> she a thousand percent did. She actually, I read um, years and years ago that she wrote this book because her daughter said, Hey mom, can you write a book where two nice kids have sex and nothing bad happens? Because at the time, books where teenagers had sex either resulted in teenage pregnancy, which there is that in the book, or like a really grisly abortion. And she was kind of like, huh, yeah, I'll write a book where two kids have sex and nothing bad happens. And like, in the midst of all this, Catherine makes the decision to go to Planned Parenthood like she makes the appointment. She doesn't she doesn't tell anyone not cuz she's ashamed, but she's like I want this to be like my own experience. And like she, you know, asks for the pill, you know, they ask her straightforward questions and like do an exam and it's just kind of like she leaves and she's like I have the pill now. And it's like, "Oh, honey, I'm so proud of you." Like, yeah. <laughs> It's so great. It's so 1970s too, because she's just kind of like, this is new and I get to take it and there's no adverse effects and they just took my blood pressure and just like, let me go. And it's like, wow, good for you, Judy Bloom. You probably signed up a million girls for like contraceptives. Congratulations, Judy Bloom. Like I remember reading it, you know, as a kid and like I had heard about Planned Parenthood, but I had heard it was evil. Um, yeah. Again, Catholic school, thank you so much. 
And then I read it and I was like, I remember thinking like, I didn't even realize like, as like that a teenager could someone my age could like call and make an appointment and like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just presented in such a straightforward, like non-scary way. Like everybody's very open and I know it is very like 1970s, a lot of, a lot of it, but it's just and, you know, now in later editions, you know, and even in the one I read in the 90s, like, there's an author's note that, like, today they would also tell Catherine, like, you have to, you should wear a condom, too, because the pill does not prevent against STIs. And I'm like, I love that you now have that that note, Judy Blue. Yep. Like, I love you for that. But it's just, I don't know. It's just like, I love Planned Parenthood. And I love that, I love that it has so much real estate in this book yeah. and it's so positive. Yeah. Like I love the fact that, you know, when I was a teenager, I like it never occurred to me that you could like make a doctor's appointment without your parents. Like, you know, and so like the idea that you would be able to go to Planned Parenthood and get whatever you wanted, basically any kind of checkup or any kind of like social, you know, any kind of like counseling or anything like that without your parents knowing, like completely anathema to my understanding of how medicine worked and I was like this is amazing she literally just like wrote a handbook on how to have like a healthy sex life in your teen years and it's just like thank you Judy Blue. how would you like to look five years younger in a clinical study people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You know, she was just, you know, and then, of course, you also have, like, compare that to Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. And it's just like, wow, she cares so much about people, like, knowing how their bodies worked and that not to be afraid of them. She just does like such amazing, amazing, amazing work. And, but then at the same time, this book contrasts it with the sheer ridiculousness of having sex when you're a teenager. Cause it's ridiculous. Oh, the hand jobs. Oh my God. Like I just, I, we're going to get TMI for a second. <laughs> you know, I, I write erotica as well as young adult fiction. So I'm just going to say I still don't like giving hand jobs to this day um, because it's just that's so much of like it's that <laughs> and dry humping when you're a teenager, especially when you're a Catholic teenager who like, you know, 
has <laughs> read forever, but also like is nowhere near a is not like near a Planned Parenthood or you know, I guess maybe I yeah. was, but like, but also like there were people around me getting pregnant, so no fucking way am I having sex. So what is there? There is dry hand exactly, and there are hand jobs. Um. So yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I think ridiculous is a really good word for like first like physical relationships, like especially when you are still in high school. Yeah, she's so funny. Like when my favorite part is like the scenes where they are actually having sex, and they're like, "Oh God, it's messy!" Like, what are we supposed to do? With it's just, and it's so funny because like I remember thinking like. Because it's just, you know, again, like, when I first read it, I I knew kind of the mechanics, but, like, I hadn't experienced it, obviously. So I was like, oh, I've never, I'd never thought about that. But, yeah, I guess, like, there are <laughs> fluids. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, you know, like, they have enough wherewithal as, like, 18-year-old tiny adults to be like, well, we should probably, like, clean up a little bit. And I shouldn't leave this for, like, my sister to discover. But at the same time, they're like, ah, ooh, oh, no, I wasn't expecting this. And they have, like, kind of little freakouts. And it's like, yeah, that's exactly what it's like when you're a, like, under 21-year-old idiot. <laughs> Oh God, the first time I had an orgasm, I was like, what the hell was that? And my boyfriend was like, was that? And I'm like, no, that couldn't have been. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, maybe I, oh, that I'm like, oh, I think that's, that's what that was. And <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, all right. And then it was like, I want an, I want another one. Um, yeah, exactly. How do we recreate that situation? <laughs> Um, but yeah it does like feel it just feels like two teenagers slash baby adults having sex yeah like yeah it's very like again like she just does like straightforward so well and like just very realistic so Mm -hmm. well and like it's not like I don't know I feel like well I mean we can also go into and I'm sure you can relate to this like how fucking hard it is to write a good sex scene like yes no matter what age the characters are and I have written sex scenes for characters of different ages and it's like it's real fucking hard and I feel like even the good ones I read like you know in rom-coms and stuff like that a lot of times there are like very like heightened circumstances which sometimes Mm -hmm. is fine but like this one is just like it's the sex scenes in here, they're real and they're messy and they're kind of weird and awkward yeah. sometimes. And yeah. it's just, and, and just, they're just perfect. And it's like, yeah. I feel like people who aren't writers don't get like how difficult that is to achieve. It's super hard. I think like one of the funniest scenes I've ever seen like discuss that was, have you seen the Sandra Bullock, Channing Tatum, um, like uh, the Isle of D yet? Oh, no, I haven't. Okay. At some point, like, you know, they have their whole adventure. And at the end, he starts, like, pretending to write a romance, like, sex scene. And she's like, nope, you can't break out turgid yet. Like, it's just, nope, too early. Can't do it right out of the the gate. She's like, nope, wrong words. You got to slow your pace a little bit. And he's just like, why is this so hard? And it's like, it's so difficult to do without sounding 
like a 1970s man writing a porno or like you're completely like and like like you hate sex like there's this one or the other or, or yeah like you have no idea what basic human anatomy is exactly like, you know, a lot of that too i'm like no honey her vagina is not there like yeah um, not visible also, technically <laughs> right it's like and it's like and i feel sorry for your partners um <laughs> but okay i need to see i need to see that movie just because i'm so grateful that the screenwriter like put in that scene because it's yeah. just let's let's call attention to this whenever we can um but yeah, it's also like writing sex scenes with teen characters too is also really hard because it's like, you know, it's, you want to yeah. keep it realistic, but it's also like, you know, you can't fetishize it or it's not appropriate for young readers. Mm-hmm. Or else it gets icky. Or it gets yeah. icky. And yeah. you know, of course, this is one that's been banned a lot. Um, Obviously, you know, I hate to say obviously, but um but it's just like oh my god who's surprised Uh, right um but it's just like I'm so I'm so grateful I had this book when I did and I don't know if like I don't know if kids today read it or not I know it's been like reprinted so many times I mean like this is a new ish cover but like god damn yeah it's a whole new cover it's a whole new cover yeah and there was one too like in the like late aughts and it also it kind of looked like a Sarah mm-hmm. Desson cover and I was like oh god anyone who checks this out is gonna like have quite the surprise uh but yeah yeah <laughs> I you know from the best I could tell I went on to Goodreads and like kind of sorted it by like most recent okay. and like a lot of kids do read it because they're like I know about this but they are like seriously weirded out by it from okay. what I can tell. Certainly like the Ralph thing throws everybody for a loop. And I was just like, I think that was a 1970s thing. I don't think people yeah. really ever consider that anymore. There were jokes about it when we were teenagers, but mm-hmm. nobody seriously named their anatomy no. when we were teenagers. No. And so I think that is certainly like an archaic thing, but also like, sorry to anybody who's under 25 and listening and we have a handful of you but like kids today are really freaked out by sex and it's like something that I just sincerely don't understand like I was a late bloomer I did not have sex until I was a sophomore in college like I did not (laughs) yeah It's like, yeah, late bloomers missed the whole freshman year. Actually, most of freshman year, I was like underage. So I think that's why a lot of guys avoided me. And I was like, good for you. Healthy boundaries. But like, yeah. And then like, but and I didn't read this when I was a teenager either, because I knew that if my mom ever caught me reading something like this, she would like get really, really mad at me. So like, whatever, I missed out on it. But kids today are like, once I did have sex, like <laughs> that floodgates were opened, Once but like have- kids today are super, super like squeamish about sex, even though they're really good about understanding like their gender identities and, mm-hmm. and sexual identities and things like that. Like, I feel like people are really weirded out by like sexual boundaries and stuff like that too. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. You know, I know a lot of adults who are super squeamish about sex too. That's and true. It's just kind of like, I don't get it. Like, and I mean, you know, I like I did burlesque, like I figure model nude, like I 
you know, a lot of my circles are like those types who are like, oh, like your body's your own, like, yeah, but people outside of those circles that I know, I know people who are like, oh my God, like, how can you write about that stuff? And like, believe me, they'll read like everything I write. Um, (laughs) Just like, dude, I don't know. And I'm like, also a lot of my, um, so background, like my first published fiction writing was erotica. Yeah. Um, And a lot of my erotica, like some of it is more like, you know, maybe more on the like heightened side, but a lot Mm -hmm. of it is just like, regular people doing it and that yeah reason that that like that is intentional like I wanted to do I want to write those type of stories because like I I love reading erotica but when I first started reading it like I couldn't find a lot of that and like so when I started I was like I want to do that so it's just funny to me when people are like oh my gosh like you write about sex and I'm like yeah like yeah, and like and, like I have sex. Everyone has sex. Like it's just, it's just a thing. So yeah. that's interesting about, about teenagers today because yeah, I feel like, you know, even the, I'm not around a lot of close-minded adults, thank goodness. But like even some of the more open-minded adults I'm around, it's like, Oh my gosh, we don't talk about that. It's like, yeah, why the fuck not? Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like I, you know, I have a tendency to not talk about like my actual self, like sex life with oh, like the public, yeah. but like, I have no problems talking about sex as a general thing. Like it's, oh, yeah. but yeah. that's just my own personal thing. And, it, but it's just like, I feel like a lot of kids um, may not have, you know how like in this book they have like, conversations where like they want to have sex but she's got her period so they're just like maybe we won't make that big of a mess basically and like it's a bummer you know and stuff like that and they talk about like how sometimes like the sex they have isn't great you know (laughs) and things like that and 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 I feel like there might be a bit of a, a, a hiccup for kids to understand that like sometimes you're gonna have sex that like you're not on the same page and that's not necessarily like an attack you know what I mean or or violence and it's just like sometimes you just aren't meshing or aren't communicating correctly and it's just like sometimes you just have bad sex and like I don't know even when it's with even when like in this book when it's with someone you care about like especially like in the early stages of like your sexual relationship Mm -hmm you're probably not going to be communicating great, especially when you're young too. And you don't quite know what that means yet. And that's a really good point though, that like there is, you know, there is like, you're going to have sex that is consensual. You do both want to be there. Like it's all fine, but it's not like the greatest experience of your life. And like, that's okay. Like, and I do, you're, I'm glad you brought that up because I really appreciate that that's in there too. Like she doesn't have an orgasm with him right away. And like, you know, welcome to adulthood. Like you yeah, exactly. with, and some people have them more easily than others. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually don't talk about my own sex life a whole lot. People think I do because I write erotica, yes. but it's just like, the times I've written about my own sex life, I could probably count on one hand. And one of those times someone said to me like, oh, like you can orgasm this way. I'm very jealous of you. And I was like, 
oh, I never thought about it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Didn't realize that wasn't an everybody thing. Okie dokie. I really didn't. And it was like, oh, okay. Um, I guess I'm lucky. But like, but yeah, it's just, you know, everybody's body is different and it takes a while to like learn your partners, even when you both have very good intentions going in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if people, but (laughs) no, I feel like kids these days aren't giving themselves enough leeway to like almost be bad at it. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, like this, this book very intentionally talks about how like, you know, their relationship, their physical relationship grew in time. And then mm-hmm. like when she starts dating the guy at the end of the book, she has like more confidence when it comes to oh, like my- having sex with him or making moves on him and stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, yeah, it's one of those things that like you grow, your experience makes it better over time. And like, it's not you're going to suck at it at first. And like, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just sucky sometimes. It's like literally everything you do, like you're not going to be good at it at first. Yeah, And like, you know, especially, I don't know, in, in my experience, you know, I like the person in the advice column, like I came out as bi, like um, in my thirties. And like, you know, when that happens too, cause a, you know, a lot of people do come out later in life. Like, yeah, then you have to, you have to learn a whole new set of skills, new set of standards. And that's also something where like, you know, your first times may not be mind blowing. Um, but then it's just, yeah, it's like, it's, you know, I hate to say it's like riding a bike, but I was going to say it's like riding a bike, riding a bike. Like, yeah, it's, you know, or like, you know, with us and writing, like we, I wasn't good at first, like mm-hmm. no. I was very bad at first. And it's just, you have to, you have to learn what works for you. What doesn't like, exactly. like I really, and one of the things I do also really like about this book is like, we touched on this a little bit with Planned Parenthood, but like her, Catherine's like, her body is very much her own. And mm-hmm. like, she kind of just there's a lot about her own relationship with her body. And I really love that. Like, because just, you know, I think, you know, there are adults who like don't have that much awareness. Yeah. And, like, that's just, I, I've always been a big proponent of like, that's a big thing with sex too, is like, you, you've got to learn, you kind of are going to learn that about yourself too, whether that is with a partner or like by yourself or like, yeah. I think a combination of both is like what happens with a lot of us, but it's absolutely, I just, and I feel like I don't, this, that's also something I wish I saw in more books today where like, it's, it's the main character's relationship with their body. And like, it's just really nice to see. For more of this episode, obviously, like always, head on over to Patreon, where Just a Buck will unlock about another hour of us discussing this amazing YA novel, and also sex and love and all that fun stuff. Lauren has amazing novels that you should check out if you are a YA reader, and um, another amazing novel coming out next year. So check the link in the show notes to purchase all of those. I beg you, do it. They are queer and fun and heartfelt and lovely, and you cannot go wrong buying them for yourself or for other people in your life. So thank you so much for listening. If you're listening somewhere for free and you like the show, 
That's kind of key. If you like the show, leave us a comment, leave us a review, leave us a nice review. That would be swell. Hit subscribe wherever you're listening and you'll not miss another episode. Again, I'm Emily Edwards. I adore you all. Have a good one.